Hello, Texans. Great to have you aboard Texans All Access. The Tuesday night special, which means it's playoffs, it's fun, it's getting ready for the Cleveland Browns. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. And we like to have fun on a Tuesday night, don't we, Johnny? I mean, this is oh, yeah. just great stuff to, you know, spread our wings a little bit and talk about everything going on with the Houston Texans, the rest of the playoff field, the rest of the world sometimes. But this week, the rest of the playoff field, and most notably the Houston Texans taking on the Browns. Saturday at 3.30. Some tickets remain, HoustonTexans.com. And, Johnny, my first question is, how you feeling? Because everyone's asking, yeah, how you feeling? How you feeling yeah. about the game Saturday? What do you think? Yeah, I feel good. I mean, it's, uh, what, Tuesday night? So kind of going to try and ramp up quietly to mm-hmm. 3.30 on, on uh, Saturday, which, you know, obviously it was kind of like last week. Very, very similar last week. Like, boy. Every, the, the football schedule gets pushed up, but mm-hmm. our radio schedule and work schedule stays the same. So today feels like a Wednesday for the team, but feels like a Tuesday to us. So kind of figuring all that out. So just trying to kind of get it done. When I got the show recorded Friday, Friday morning before we took off, I got on the bus, sort of unencumbered, got it all sent off. Like, okay, yeah. now it's time to fully just focus on game and game alone. That's it. And that's, that's probably the way it'll be. It'll be Friday, get the show done, send it off. Okay, now it's time to focus on Saturday at 3.30. Yeah, and it's going to be wild because the Browns come in here having won on Christmas Eve just under three weeks prior to the time that the Texans will take the field. And differences, the key differences here, C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. Blake Cashman, Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Let's just stop there for a moment. That alone is a huge factor. And Nico Collins was coming back from a game in which he missed, right? Right, Correct. He missed at Tennessee. We saw him work out before the game. Looked pretty good to us, but not good enough to go into the NFL 60. And I don't think he was the same guy that he was previously or he is now when he played against Cleveland. He had four catches in that game, and I know there was no CJ to throw it to him, but I got a feeling we're seeing a very different Nico Collins now than we did then, so let's add that to the list. And that's... Maybe that's not enough. I don't know. But that's a lot. That's a lot to add, plus the fact that D'Amico's body language, Johnny, when we had him in studio doing the Monday show, when we brought up Cleveland, you know, you just see him kind of move around like, mm, just he did not like the way it went that, at all, obviously. That but stuck I, in his craw. Yeah, it did. Very and I so. think he'll be ready to go. Yep. And it, I mean, obviously, he'll be ready to go. But you know he's got some things up his sleeve for Cleveland this time. Not that people ask me, but I think about this a lot. Like, what would be my advice to coaches, teams, et cetera, as you get ready for the playoffs? I I always feel like in a big game situation that you pare down, you don't add a bunch of stuff. You pare down. Like, you get to your best stuff. It's like having your, your Spotify or uh, Amazon Music or whatever you listen to, and you know – you're going to be in the car for 30 minutes. Give me the best playlist you got. Nothing that I'm going to fast forward. No riffraff. Right. What's the best I've got? And I feel like a big game is kind of like that, too. Because you start throwing a bunch of stuff. Now, all of a sudden, your, your substitutions get kind of complicated. If it's something that you worked on and you feel like, okay, we do have to have a wrinkle, that's fine. But if you have a bunch of wrinkles, then you play slow. You're thinking too much. I would imagine... He wants this group playing fast, especially defensively. Wants them playing fast. Wants them playing clean. And especially after Saturday night, if there was something that you and I would be in, and we talked about during the broadcast with Dre, 
they were sloppy. A lot of false starts. Yep, got to stop um, that. A lot of the five-yard penalty, you know, variety that really cost you in some in some mm-hmm. big situations that is unnecessary. So play fast, but play clean. Keep the operation clean. And if you clutter it up with, you know, 150 new plays that you could possibly run, like no, you need to pare it down and be ready to go. But you're right. I, I feel like he D'Amico was ready to play Monday. We talked to him Monday. He was ready to play Monday. I'm telling you, he's been ready to play the Browns for since that game was over. Sure. He, he, you could tell he felt that was not us. Yeah. That was not us. Because it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a characteristic <clears throat> performance. Now, correct. two weeks before that, they didn't look good against the Jets, and I get it. But again, another injury-filled game. I don't think CJ was quite right after the Denver game, but that's just my personal theory. Whatever the case may be, clearly he's right now in a very good way. Man, what a rookie season. All right, let's get to some other things, and we'll bring it back to the Texans because it all applies. And by that, I mean the division shakeup today. And that would be Mike Vrabel with Tennessee no longer as the Titans fire him. And they're getting a lot of heat for this. Yes. A lot of heat for firing Vrabel, who's very well-liked and well-respected. Now, I will say this about Vrabel. If you look at the record the last couple of years, it's not good. No. He's lost a lot of games lately. I'm not going to put it all on him. A lot of it has to do with injuries, personnel. Boy, they've had injuries galore mm-hmm. right. in the last three, four years for that franchise. So it's been rough the last couple of years. I don't know what Rand Carthon had to do with this. Obviously, the Adams family makes the decision here, ultimately. But Vrabel is gone, Johnny. Gut reaction. A, you fired him? You didn't trade him? Yeah, yeah. You could have gotten something for him. He's Right. He's made chicken salad out of, well, I won't say it. He's... Has he really... Well, that that was kind of my, the last game was chicken salad. Well, uh, right, but Tasty. he's had a roster like the year that they won, and he won the coach of the he won the coach of the year in twenty twenty one. Yeah, just two seasons ago, he didn't turn into a bad coach, did he? No. So, but what happened to him is this, a his quarterback lost confidence. Yeah. B they lost the offensive line. Mm-hmm. They lost Ben Jones. They lost Saffold. They lost Luan. They lost the entire what about offensive the receivers line. last year. They traded AJ Brown. Now, how yes. much of that decision was Vrabel versus how much that was John Robinson? So everybody's got it. You know, everybody need is going to share in it. But Rand just got there. I don't imagine you're going to fire right. Rand Carthon no. and and leave Vrabel. Um, that seems kind of odd. But don't you think? All right, when they got rid of John Robinson. Mm-hmm. La- that was during the season, yes. right? That's correct. That was an eye opener to me. That's when it changed. Was Vra- yes, it and guess what? Every minute he was in the building, they were a winning team. Yep. I'm just gonna say that. That's correct. Every second, mm-hmm. and I know trading AJ Brown was not popular, and maybe he and Vrabel didn't get along. I don't know the answers to these questions, but I took note of John Robinson before Vrabel got there. Mm-hmm. Before Vrabel got there, they had two winning seasons under John Robinson. Right. And then they got Vrabel, right. and it got even better. Right. They won a playoff game without Vrabel before he got there with Marcus Mariota. How about that? They had Mike Malarkey as their head coach. Right. And they won at Kansas City. This is before Mahomes. But they Right? Yeah. yeah. They won exactly. at Kansas City, and I don't care who's quarterbacking. That's a tough thing to do. 
And I thought Robinson, all right, and even Paul Kaharski himself would tell me, no, Robinson's not that good, Mark. Well, get, how well has it gone since he's left? Yeah. What is the fix here? You still have the great head coach and Mike Vrabel. You bring in Carth, maybe they, maybe they don't get along. I don't know. But cle- And I thought Vrabel was going to get to pick the GM. It didn't look like he did because why would he pick him? But maybe he likes him. I don't know. But it has not worked out, Correct. whatever the case may be. That's the thing to me. It hasn't worked out. Okay. Hasn't worked out. But you got to know that Vrabel is really highly respected throughout the league. That somebody's going to be looking for a coach, and if they know Mike Vrabel's available, they'll trade you something. Yeah. They'll, they'll trade you something. you something and for a team to me. And this, this is to me where the I, – I said it numerous times last offseason. I couldn't figure out what the Titans were doing because it felt like they were paring it down – They weren't going to pay Kevin Bayard. Simmons wanted a contract. They had just traded A.J. Brown. Then they pay Simmons. Yeah. And they don't restructure with Tannehill. But then they get rid of, like, there's somebody else they got rid of as well. They let Lou, I mean, they, they had no answer for Luan. But then they go and get Andre Dillard and Brunskill, where they paid a lot of money for them. And I'm like, I don't get this. This doesn't make sense because you're kind of caught in between do we need to reset this whole thing versus, well, let's let's stay competitive, but you weren't going to get to a point where you're competitive enough to even think about the playoffs. Had they played Tannehill I, the whole year, what's the record? Maybe one or two games better, really. Not that I, much. I mean, I think they're, they're 7, 10, 8, 9. That's not I still bad. think they're out. I, I said all along they top out at eight wins. Like, I, I said that. That might have you in it late. But, but they, it depends when you get the seven, eight wins, right? right? But if they approached it in the offseason and put a few more, put better pieces around, didn't trade Bayard, and figured it out that way. As then, it turned out, you could have competed for the division. Absolutely. And that's got to stick in the craw of the Adams family. Right. Because they're looking at the division. Wait a minute. The Texans and the Colts just played for the division title Correct. without really knowing it on right. Saturday night because the Jaguars ultimately lost to you. Right. That That's one thing. They look at that ten and seven won the division, okay, but nine and eight ish could have won it, could have, yeah. And could we have gotten there? Right. So you gave me bad advice, maybe Vrabel, or maybe it was Carthon. I don't right, know, right. but why exactly. do they fire Vrabel in this case? Who is a hot commodity right now? He's going to get a job in ten minutes if he wants it. He could pick his job, and that's the point, Mark. There are teams with jobs that I would think would want Vrabel that might be willing to say, hey, or maybe a team that's got a coach right now. And they're like, oh, wait a second. Vrabel's available? We could trade for him? Yeah. So, now I don't you know. got him. Maybe, maybe this is one of those situations. Remember when TJ Yates got traded to Atlanta? Mm-hmm. The day before, what happened? Oh, the, the, it was announced yeah, yeah, to the media. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the Titans, maybe this is the way of the Titans. Maybe some team calls him and said, look, look, look. Is he still under contract? Have you filed the paperwork? All that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know how that all works. But maybe there's a team, I don't know, look, Chicago Bears. Like, Eberflus, he did a really nice job over the last half of the year. I think Eberflus should have, a, have the job. But is he better coach than Vrabel? Heck no. What if the Bears went, hey, 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 um, we've got draft capital. Let's go trade for Vrabel. Mm. Let's call up. Let's, let's do it. No, you're not going to trade Eberflus, but hey, Eberflus, you're out. You're out. We're trading for Vrabel. I mean, that would make the Bears a legit, a legit team. I'm just saying, I don't think that would happen. But 
I don't know how that kind of works, but if he's if he's fired or going to be fired, I don't know. If I'm a team right now, I might try and use that trade angle to try and get him to come to me to try and jump in front. Kind of think of that TJ Yates Keem Dent thing. Like we had we announced or we got it out there in media, we're going to let TJ Yates go. The Falcons called up and said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! We'd like him. Can we work a deal?" And the paperwork was never filed for TJ, so maybe that works for coaches that way. I don't know. I don't know that how was, that works. That was always impressive to me that Rick Smith was able to get something yes, for Matt Schaub exactly. and for TJ Yates when a lot of people thought you got to cut him. Yeah, just get rid of him. And get he rid got of something for Brock got... Osweiler, but basically he was just trying to get out of the contract. He could he have got out of the it. contract and he got kept out of the it. pick, but whatever. So let's get to this now. The more important question is what's going on in Nashville as far as their next move at head coach? And – you know the general manager comes from the 49ers. Does that mean there's a slowick draw mm. there? Do they want Bobby? And let's talk about this because even though the Texans are right here in the playoffs, his name is out there, teams seeking permission yep. to talk to him. I don't know where it all stands at the second we're talking, but I look at his situation and there are some jobs out there. Add the Titans to the list. You always mm -hmm. say there's always a surprise. This is a surprise, surprise. right, McLean? Yep. They're not going to fire Mike Vrabel. They're not going to do it. It won't happen. There's no way. I'll eat the Chronicle. Well, Vrabel's gone. Yeah. But for Bobby Slowick, there's some opportunities out there. Is it better for him to stay with this great situation, C.J. Stroud and company, or better to go because they're going to give you a bag of money, and even if it doesn't work out, you can ultimately come back as a coordinator right. somewhere right. in this league, and you will have had the experience or the opportunity to be a head coach. Johnny, I think the money, I'm not talking about him specifically here. In general, if you're a coaching candidate, you're a prospect, and you get an offer, and you know the offer is $5 million a year, whatever it is, five for five, yeah. whatever. You get $25 yeah. million dollars guaranteed minimum, whatever the case may be. That's hard to pass up. Yep. You're going to be a head coach. Mm -hmm. Your dream is to be a head coach. And if you wait, you don't know what happens. Right. Right? Byron Leftwich. You don't know yes, what happens if you yep. wait. Because yep. he had Jacksonville right there. He had him on the hook. Reel him in. Now I'm going to let him go. Well, right. where are you now? Right. Right? Exactly. Is his name out there this cycle? I haven't seen his name. I haven't heard his or seen his name once in like a year plus. The only time I've mentioned it. his name is to talk about him fumbling this, to right. enable David Carr to go over the top in the game four victory or week four victory in 2003. Yeah, right. That's it. That's the only time I've mentioned Leftwich lately. That shows you if the getting is good, you got to go. Yep. Very often that's the case. Now I'm hoping he doesn't. Because, honestly, it's one year as a coordinator, maybe mm -hmm. more seasoning. I don't know. This is just me talking here. Please stay. That, the other side of that, which I agree with you wholeheartedly, mm -hmm. that's a great one. The other side of it is Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson decides, yes. you know what, these jobs aren't perfect for me. Let me go back. I got a stocked roster. I think this offense can be even better. Mm -hmm. He goes back to Detroit. Gets it. I mean, he's a major reason why they're in the playoffs playing a home playoff game. And he's going to be able to, I would think, Pick his job at this point. Yeah. Who doesn't want Ben Johnson to be their head coach at this point right. with what he's done, especially with Detroit? So there, there's that side of it. Like, okay, I, is Ben going to get paid any more money than, than, than what he would have gotten somewhere else? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. But he might find himself in a better situation. Maybe the situations he didn't like last year. Maybe yeah. he didn't want to be in Carolina. Well, what's like, the number oh, one question? Johnny, you're interviewing. What's the number one question you for, have? Other as a, than as the, a prospective coach? As a prospective coach to the organization, 
The number one question is, and it's not the money because the money's going to be there. Yeah, the money's going to so be there. So forget about the compensation for a moment. The number one question is, you want me to give it to you? Go ahead. What's the plan at quarterback? What What do we have available to us at quarterback? Yeah, yeah. Do we have a high draft pick where I can pick one of these guys? Or right. is there a bucket of money, a GNP-sized portion of salary cap that I can go park into a free agent's hands and right. get him here but most importantly, a rookie. I want a one of these Somebody really sexy rookies them. to go get, and I like player X, and I want to coach him. Let's rock. And if there's not that there, or Bryce Young, Carolina's attractive, I guess, for that mm-hmm. reason, but you have the ownership situation, so you can think about that what you will. I think the quarterback plan or situation is the number one question for a that has to be That has to be amongst the top three for me. The other one has to be, when it comes to decision-making, player decision-making, who's oh, got yeah. the final yeah. say in yeah. that? Yeah. Does the GM have that? Do I have that? Um, is it a 50-50 deal? Like, how do we – How do we? Who how is the that? GM? Do I like the GM? Right. Exactly. How do we work together? All that kind of stuff. Who has the final say? All that. And then third, and I think this might be one of the reasons why Ben Johnson turned down the Carolina Panthers, is that David Tepper did not have a good reputation, I would imagine, in Carolina. Wow, and I think that's something that also you've got to you've got to uh, work around is what is ownership like, and how how is that? and that's gonna be, now that might not be something you can get in that that interview, but you can at least get sort of a piece. I mean, if you sit down with somebody and have an all day interview, then you go to dinner, have an after dinner drink or whatever the case might be, you get a pretty good feel for well, people. Plus, you get all situation. the anecdotal information absolutely. and backdoor references yes, from other people. Absolutely. So those, to me, are the, are the three biggest things. But I'm glad you brought up the quarterback one because, it, you know, you know what, Coach? You're going to have a blank slate. You can totally decide how you want to do it. We got the money. Oh, what's the salary cap situation? You got the money. We'll back you if you want to make a trade. If you want one of these young guys, we will support whatever decision you made. You set out the plan, and we're going to follow it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That sounds great. That sounds great. And there have not been that. Here's the other thing um, to kind of this question, too. There have been a lot of ranged marriages, like Rand Carthon, Mike Vrabel. I don't know if it was. Maybe it was. Who knows? I, I do was. know that Doug Peterson and Trent Balky was an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. And how's that going? That's not going exceedingly well. At least this year it didn't um, because Doug just got rid of his defensive staff and he got rid of a couple of offensive coaches. So the Jaguars are also making changes amongst their coaching staff. Not at the head coaching spot, but um, I've kind of heard through the grapevine that there's been, you know, some some bristling between Peterson and Balky. A lot of fans fans mm. hate Balky. They like hate Trent Balky. Well, they want him gone yesterday. Um, so there's there's that that situation. But here in Houston, for the first time in a while, we can sit down and say. We've got the head coach. We got the GM. They work together great. We got the quarterback. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. Let these teams try and get on our level. And it's funny. I'll tell you this quick story. We were in. We were in. Um, uh, we were. In, I was in the indie workroom. This guy came up, worked in indie, and he was kind of talking about the Anthony Richardson deal. We we're kind of talking about that a little bit. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a great rivalry for the next how many ever years?" And I was like, mm, "Okay." And then I heard somebody on Twitter say something to the extent of, oh, yeah, with, uh, Trevor V. Stroud, you know, this is going to be a great rivalry for, you know, however, however long. And I'm like, are you all sure you're on our level? 
Yeah. Are you sure that you're on our level, even if those guys are healthy and, and in the game playing without bruised lungs and you know shoulders issues Whatever. and all that? Are yeah. you on, are you on our level at that point? Are you sure about that? Um, because we're just getting started. Yeah, you guys have been starting. Now the Colts are kind of the, the Colts are going to have kind of a transition phase. There's be transition because they have some old yes, dogs there. They do, they do, and they're going to have to they're going to have to work those things out. And then you're going to bring in basically a rookie quarterback next year. Yeah, basically he hasn't played. Hasn't played. He played a game and a and half. If he two struggles, games, the cries for yes, Minshew absolutely. get Gardner back in there. Absolutely. And you saw how tenuous it was. If they didn't have Jonathan Taylor, eh, you know they kind of struggled offensively. So. Um, so there are a lot of changes going on, but these guys are talking about, oh, it's going to be a great rivalry. No, no, no. We'll hold up our end of the bargain, but are you guys in that same class with us? It's funny because you look at the AFC South, and Jacksonville failed. Yep. The Titans failed. Mm-hmm. The Colts and the Texans got close. Yep. And the Texans won. Right. They got close and stepped over the threshold and won the division. Mm-hmm. So when you look at four teams in the division, one, one and a half teams have blown out their staffs or one and a half staffs right, have been right. blown out because the defensive staff of the Jags right. and the entire staff of the Tennessee Titans right. gone, gone. Right. Right. And that's it. That's all we know about for now, because they Correct. were talking about Gus Bradley and Indy. Right. As a possibility. Another arranged marriage with Steichen. Steichen said, I like continuity. That's a quote. So that implies he's going to stay with Bradley, who's a good coordinator. But they had their moments that they want back as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, C.J. Stroud lit him up a bit. Whatever. We don't have to get into their situation right now. But what's the best job out there? What job would you want if you were going to be an NFL head coach and you have your choice of, I'll add the Raiders to it with Pierce. I would hope he gets rehired because I think it's the right thing to do for them. Although maybe I should root against it so the Raiders are a train wreck for years to come. But the Raiders, the Chargers, the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, I think I know the answer because the Chargers have a quarterback. Yeah. The Chargers have an intriguing, outstanding quarterback in Justin Herbert. And it seems like a great situation in the Spanos family. The Spanos family doesn't bother you. They've taken some criticism, but at least they'll let you do your job. Who was that that I just imitated? That was John McClain, of course. Okay, good. Um, I'm going to say something weird. Okay. Now, I don't know what the salary cap situation is. I don't know how Arthur Blank is as an owner. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know the power dynamic there because it sounds like Rich McKay, who's the team president, has more power and say-so than Terry Fondo, the GM. But Terry Fondo has drafted some serious talent. If I walked in that situation, and I was, uh, say I'm Ben Johnson, and I'm looking at the the situations, the Chargers, yes, because Herbert's already there. But if I took one of these young rookie quarterbacks, I would take I would take a page out of the Texas book. D'Amico didn't know who his quarterback was. Yeah, he knew who it was going to be. They right. had to go through the whole process. It wasn't yeah. going to be a Jimmy Garoppolo. It wasn't going to be that. We set our sights on a rookie quarterback. It wasn't going to be Bryce. Okay, C.J. Stroud's the guy we want, and look how that's gone. So to me, I look at the Falcons and I see that that team was as physically gifted as almost every team we played. Drake London, Pitts, Bijan Robinson. Uh, Algier, I mean, they're good. And the offensive line's good. If they got quality quarterback play, they would have won that division going away. Yep. So if you good put point. a Caleb Williams there or you put a Drake May there in Atlanta, now I don't know, they're not drafting that high, but 
maybe this is that that time where they give up some picks and go up and get a quarterback. You know, you put a Jaden Daniels from LSU there who had a great year, maybe even a Penix, but you put a young, exciting rookie quarterback in that town with those weapons. Holy cow, you'll have a shot. You'll yep. be exciting. Now, here's the other side of that. Atlanta, to me, also feels like this team is closer than some of these other, way closer in Carolina. I think they're closer in Tennessee. I think you put the right quarterback in that situation. You could get very interesting. Now, there's been a lot of talk about Justin Fields. Would Justin Fields be the right quarterback for Atlanta? I don't know. I don't know if that floats my boat enough, but maybe in Atlanta it might be. Maybe. So the Atlanta job to me would be very, very attractive. And I would want a rookie quarterback, and I would go through kind of the the you know the issues with a rookie quarterback and I don't know maybe I hit on a CJ Stroud like guy or not but maybe I kind of go all in and make a trade to move up and go get a quarter a rookie quarterback that I know can set the franchise on the right track on the right path you know like Matt Ryan did in 2008 and they had to do that with the number three overall pick Matt Ryan set him on a course of being really really good for a long time I think you can do that in Atlanta the talent is there to do it you just haven't had the quarterback to be able to pull the trigger and do it all right, we've got a lot more to talk about regarding Saturday's game, 3.30, NRG Stadium, the Cleveland Browns. What's it going to take to turn Joe Flacco back into couch-sitting, non-playing, non-factor in anybody's football life, Joe Flacco? Is the expiration date arriving? Can it arrive? We will discuss that, among other things. It's Texans Radio. It's Texans Radio with Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. All right, Johnny, before we get back to the playoff game and Joe Flacco needing to turn Joe Flacco into Rip Van Winkle, what about the Peacock game Saturday night? Now, is the theory a fact, actually? Can it be validated? I don't know. Would the league admit to it? I don't know. But it does feel like Kansas City was going to be in that Peacock game no matter what because of the Swifties logging in, mm-hmm. signing up for Peacock, driving up the numbers, because God forbid you put, give me a matchup, our matchup in there, right? Yeah, because Buffalo, Buffalo-Pittsburgh. Teams, well, Pittsburgh has a large national fan right. base, but teams that don't have established large national fan bases, if you put the afternoon window in the night window, might not be as voluminous yeah, in the yeah. signups right. as you would have with the Kansas City Chiefs. And by the way, the Dolphins still have a national following of sorts that goes all the way back to the early 70s and Don Shula and the perfect mm-hmm. season and all those guys and get off my block. But is it true about the Swifties, you think? I think there's some validity. I here. think there's some validity to it. Uh, and I also think they looked at other matchups and went, Boy, either, you know, like Green Bay, Dallas. You're going to put that on Peacock? No. I mean, they've got national followings. Like, it, I think it was a tough decision, but in the end, I think that probably was one of the – like, look, hey, you know, this Miami Dolphins this, – this Dolphins-Chiefs game is going to be a good one. You, know, you got Mahomes. I think this is one we could put on there. And then probably some interns like, yeah, and the Swifties will probably sign up too. And that was like, oh, wait, you're right. Yeah. That could happen. So, yeah, I could see some of that. I have a workaround, though. Okay, what's that? This is the workaround I found out because I was a little mad that I couldn't see Bill's Chargers that night uh, on Peacock on Christmas night. Was that Christmas night? It was Christmas night. Yeah, something like that. I think it was Christmas night. And I was mad that I was like, dang it, I'd like to see that game. Then I realized I have NFL Plus. And you can watch it on NFL Plus. And you can watch it on NFL Plus. So with NFL Plus, you can go in, you get all the games, and 
uh, I was able to get uh, watch the game. I can't remember which device I watched it on, my phone or iPad, but I was able to watch it. I was able to watch that game because I have NFL Plus. So I didn't pay extra for Peacock I, because I have the NFL Plus. I was good to go. I don't know if this is true or not, but the first pick is either Sunday afternoon or Sunday night. And if I'm Fox on Sunday afternoon in that late window, I want the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, Give me yeah, the Cowboys, Cowboys and the Packers. I mean, hey, that's going to be a huge right, number right. right there. Yeah, it's absolutely massive. massive. In fact, I was a little surprised that they didn't put them on Sunday night to just blow it up completely. But I guess Sunday night's going to get a good audience with the Rams at the Lions, no right. matter what. Yep. Number two TV market, Lions, cute story. It's the NFL playoffs. It almost, almost doesn't matter, but it does matter. And the Monday night game is the Eagles at the Buccaneers. Last year, I forget that what that was last year, but it was a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Eagles at the Buccaneers is a pretty good game. So yeah. here we go. It's interesting how the AFC is going first, the NFC is going second, which it's the first the first three games yeah, are AFC. Right. And the next three are NFC. Wait a minute. That yeah. can't be on purpose. I don't yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was I thought it was interesting that they went about it that way. But you've also got Matt Stafford going back. Like every game has got a story. If you think about it, you know, Texans Browns, like, oh, the big trade a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, well, well, will he be here? Yeah, well, he'll be here. What? Um, yeah, he'll be here. You think he'll be here? Yeah, I think so. I don't know about that. I think so. Okay, well. He's been on the sidelines I'm for the last few Gavin, weeks. I'm Gavin, put a camera on him and put it on the board and let's see oh, the reaction. You're just stoking the fire. Oh, yes. Back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You yeah. want to hear a. A roar of booze. Oh, man. That would be phenomenal. Uh, so then you've got... Thank you for the trade. That It should say thank you for the trade. Then that so night, leave, leave the second part right. blank. Thank you for the trade. Right. <laughs> Kind of like, kind of like the Colts were put it, you know, put JJ up on the video board yeah, with yeah, McAfee yeah. at the beginning of the game. Uh, then you've got Dolphins, Chiefs, obviously Tyreek going back to Arrowhead. Then you've got what's the? Oh, you got Bills, Steelers. I don't know if any of that one's got you know steam to it. It's just too you know gritty. You see what Watt did, JJ? No. He said, "You think they'll be able to tell?" And they show he showed a Photoshop of him in a Steelers uniform wearing ninety. Oh, <laughs> they'll tell. Um, but then you got the NFC games, and the Eagles Bucks is a rematch from a couple years ago when the Eagles played the Bucks uh, in twenty one, the year before the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. So Jalen Hurts got them in the playoffs, or the Eagles got in the playoffs, and they got smoked. But nobody you know, remembers that. Nobody, I, I do. <laughs> then you got the Rams and Lions. You got Stafford going back to Detroit, and then you got Cowboys Packers, which has historic ramifications back to the '60s. Yeah. So you've got a little, you've got a little bit of sexy with each of these matchups, um, some more than others, but it's it's fun. If you're a TV broadcast crew, you got a lot to talk about. All right, you, you got a lot me. to talk about. All right. Let's rate the stories. These are national. We have to zoom out here. Okay. We cannot be Texans. Okay. Oh, boy. National perspective, the best stories. Flacco and the Browns. Here are the candidates. Flacco mm-hmm. and the Browns. C.J. D'Amico and the Texans. Mm. I, I, the Chiefs-Dolphins game has Swift and it has Meltdown City uh, for each team. And Tyreek. Tyreek banged up old man Tyreek. He but he's back in Kansas City for the first time. I know, but... You saw him on Sunday night. No, I know. That's I know. not Tyreek Hill. No, I know. That's somebody in his body. I don't know what that is. That's broken down Tyreek Hill. He'll do everything he can to be ready for that game. But, all right, that's a story. Yeah. Well, put that. That's third, okay? Yeah, okay. That's all the right. number one story of that game. Okay. Steelers at Bills. What's the number one story? Surging Bills? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Steelers without TJ. And, and the Steelers it's... already, their story was always, can we get a winning season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're in the postseason. Congratulations, you earned a playoff it... bid. 
you can maybe push the Mason Rudolph backup quarterback no, angle no, in the no. season of the backup quarterback. We're still, maybe. At, we're still at three. It's not yeah, going to no. make a top five. Nope. Cowboys, Packers, the story is what? The history. You look, history. At, you look at Aaron Rodgers to oh, Jared Cook. Mike McCarthy against the Packers in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, nah. there's, there's, I, how much? Okay, I think that, that's regional that more will than be anything. hammered home Sunday. It'll be hammered home, That'll but be hammered I, home. it's not that that's, appealing. It's I'll not tell you what, appealing. it's outside. I don't like the, it. It's outside the other three. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, Rams, Lions, Stafford back in Detroit. That's a big one. That's I think that's top three. I think it's top four. You're putting it at four, I, I put it in the top. Yeah, top three, four is fine. Um, okay. but it's in there. It's Eagles in at Buccaneers. You know, I, like I mentioned, two years ago they played uh, in a wild card game. It's not that one. It's can the Eagles survive? Yeah. Can they show a pulse, signs of life, anything? It's more one-sided. It's more about the Eagles as opposed to, man, the Bucks finished really well with Todd Bowles. They finished really well. They played well down the stretch. They they stepped on themselves in week 17. I can't remember who they lost to. Um Gosh, they lost to they lost to somebody bad. It was like, wow, what happened to Baker Mayfield in that game? And I can't remember who it was. But then they turned right around and got got the victory in Carolina. It wasn't sexy, but the the Bucks have played pretty well. Was it Atlanta? They lost to Atlanta at home. Right? Yeah, they lost to Atlanta at home. The, yeah, right. Um, they they have not. They're not part of the story. It's all about the Eagles. It's all about yeah. team dysfunction. It's all about the defense. There's a little Mayfield story, but it's not a top three. Yeah, exactly. Wait, am I? Am I? All right. So listen, do I have Texans goggles on when I say that D'Amico Stroud surging into the playoffs is a top three story of this week's playoffs? It absolutely is. Okay. It absolutely is. Throw on throw on the fact that it's against the team that he made the big trade for, and obviously the the fact that the two teams played just three weeks ago. Now. If the game had been closer or had a controversial ending, then you could throw that in there as well. But the Browns Browns beat us up pretty good. So that, I don't know, is that much part of the All story. Right, so Flacco being 38 years old and playing lights out mm-hmm. is one of the top three, or at least top four, yep. and so are the Texans yeah. with CJ and D'Amico. I think so. In one game. I think so. And all the other stories were isolated to one story per game at right. the most. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's... NBC crew doing a game. Zion Eagle doing a game, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think so because I saw I wait, saw there, a tweet. There, he's on loan. Well, Ian Eagle or Noah. Noah. Maybe Noah's doing a game yeah. and Ian's doing it for radio. But somehow they're both doing a game. Why wouldn't Ian be work? Well, how many games does CBS have this week? Okay, CBS has the early Sunday window, and that's it. So that's going to be Nance and Romo. You're right. Ian Eagle is going to do some radio. So he's doing radio. It's got to be Noah because it Ian is a CBS guy. Correct. So yeah, and, and um, so Ian both goes to Westwood One. Yeah, the Eagles. The Eagles are doing the Texans game. That sounds weird to say it like that, but Ian and Noah are going to be doing a game. Oh, that's pretty so, cool. Um, so yeah, there's going to be plenty for that crew to talk about. So that's Noah and Blackledge, then, right? I guess so. That's if he a solid crew. I'll tell you from a college perspective, because they do mostly college kids. Games. Kids, listen up. Blackledge did play in the NFL right. for a bit for the Kansas City Chiefs. He was part of the vaunted quarterback class of 1983, mm-hmm. but nobody ever talks about him because he wasn't one of the good ones. It's a solid crew. It's it's solid. I mean, I think Blackledge is solid. So, oh you yeah, know, and, from a college Noah perspective, is, I, was, I like those games. So Noah is great. I know everyone's like nepotism. Noah's yeah. a good broadcaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least he's good. They'll have stuff to talk about. They'll have some stuff to talk about. Talk to me about this. Joe Flacco. Will it make, <sighs> this is my theory. Having Blake Cashman help on Njoku mm-hmm. is going to be big. 
obviously a lot of attention. I don't know how they handle Cooper, but the whole idea here is to enable it so Flacco doesn't have that first read. Right. Right. We need to make Flacco, and he got outside the pocket sometimes right. last time, but you didn't have Will. You have to find a way to get him on the ground. Right. And D'Amico likes to do what? Hit the quarterback. Got to find a way to hit Joe Flacco, 38 years old. Make him feel it. If you lose, I want Flacco to be in an ice bath after the game no matter what. Right. Like, don't go down without having Flacco go down on the ground many times. Because if you don't do that, you didn't do what the game plan calls for. And I think it, that is to beat up the quarterback. Has Flacco played any team a second time this year? Let me look. I because I think, I think that's an important aspect of this, good, too. Good this is the thought. first time that he's going to play a second team. Like, you get division teams, you play when did a second he start, time. Johnny? When did he start? So his first start, I think, was the Broncos. Broncos, they lost. All right, so the they Broncos, Rams, Jack, I'll just tell you the answer here. No, he has not. Right. So you're seeing – he is seeing a defense for the second time. So is he going to be able to get away with throwing a deep ball against quarters on the first play of the How game? How come they don't play a division opponent? They played one in the last uh, seven, eight, seven weeks. Really? The, the finale? It's one, two, three, seven. That's it. And because they played the Bengals. After the Steelers, they go Broncos, Rams, Jaguars, Bears, Texans, Jets, and then the Bengals. Wow. So they're, they, their whole division schedule is front-loaded. Interesting. Yeah. And their division is tough. Yeah. And they get the Jake Browning Bengals the last game who were out of it, and they didn't need it. Right. So, so meaning, Flacco could rest. Here are their wins with Flacco. You ready for this? Okay. Jags, mm-hmm. nice, 31-27. Yep. Bears, 20-17. Sure lost. Texans, 36-22. Yeah, deserved it. Jets, 37-20. Dominated them. And they lost to the Bengals. So Flacco's won four games. Yep. I'm hoping two things. One, when you get in a groove like that, and you know this, playing different sports, play basketball, you start hitting shot, 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 shot. You win that game, and you're waiting for the next game, and all of a sudden you, that team can't find its five, and you're like, come on, come on, come on, come on. we got to play. I'm hot. And it takes a little while. Oh, we're going to take a break. You come back 15 minutes, all of a sudden you can't find it. I'm hoping that, yes, he got the rest at the end of the year, but maybe just getting out of rhythm enough against the Bengals not playing is going to end up being a big thing. That would be cool. That he just got out of yes. rhythm. Secondly, to my point about playing a team a second time, what did the Texans learn? I always feel like the team, the second game, okay. Jags didn't go well. Right. If you... What things will the losing team adjust to that the winning team is like, well, hey, we don't want to get away from those things that worked. Right. And so the other team is making the adjustments. You want to stay in what you were doing because you don't want to get away from that. So it'll be interesting how the Browns end up making adjustments in this game um, because I think the Texans will definitely make some to adjust for things that they didn't cover well, didn't play well. Um, but I think seeing a team for the second time, this is like in a division. This is like a division game for Flacco. You're seeing a team for the second time. A lot worked for you the first time, but now the adjustments are coming. How are you going to adjust to that? Yeah, is it going to work again? Right. Because what were the coaches all saying after the game? That opening bomb by Flacco. It's like they couldn't get over that. Right. They couldn't get over the success of. It wasn't a touchdown, but it got him into a goal to go. Right. Yep. And. If you play a team twice, it's not going to be the same. Look at the Texans and the Titans. The first time, it was nip and tuck and, oh, my gosh, and you're behind the sticks Mm -hmm. and somehow you find a way and Case makes a huge throw to Devin Singletary at overtime and you kick the field goal, you go home with the victory. But the second time you had Stroud, so that was a lot better. But also, 
you clamp down on D even more. You just stop them. And I'm not saying they can do that against the Browns, a very different football team. Browns have a great defense. But I'll be shocked if Flacco has that kind of day again. I'll just be stunned. And if they do, they do. And you tip off. your cap and yeah. like go. Good luck in Baltimore. You talk about stories. Flacco going to Baltimore in a playoff game. Holy cow! I oh, want I to hope see the script to writers it. aren't setting that I up. I want to see to it that doesn't happen. No script that writers. That can't happen. Script writers, stop it. Script writers have us. They've go done to a Kansas good job City. with the script already this year. Yeah. A lot of good, a lot of good moments in the script you threw at us. The Taylor Swift thing was pretty awesome. So yeah. good job, scriptwriters. That was good. You know what the you know what the nation wants to see? C.J. Stroud in the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right, that might have been a little homerish right there. <laughs> a little bit, little bit. I'm for it. But if the Texans end up going to Kansas City, I think the world is ready for the upset. Knock oh, them yeah. out. Get them Absolutely. out of there. Oh. People are so tired of it. We need Stop. some help. We need some help. And, uh, man, Pittsburgh not having T.J. Watt isn't going to help us. Because that they'd have to knock off Buffalo. Us. Otherwise, you're going to Baltimore if you're the lowest seed. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh. You need Pittsburgh. Mm. If you're thinking ahead. You need Pittsburgh. Baltimore's one. Let's say Pittsburgh beats Buffalo. Oh, so I got an seven. idea. Cal and Hannah can do an all-expense-paid trip on a boat in Miami for all the Ravens' skill players. Yes. Kind of like the Giants did, Boom. right? There it is. Or maybe Lamar Jackson to Cabo with there a famous is. starlet, right? Something like that. The McNairs know Anthony Weaver. That's the in. You yes. just convince Weaver of it, and like they're in. We'll bankroll that whole thing. Odell you guys knows go all about that. Get nice and distracted. Yeah. Come back and lose to the Houston Texans. But first, got to be Cleveland. All right, thanks, Johnny. You got it, Mark. All right, coming up, C.J. Stroud was on the Pat McAfee Show. What did he have to say, among other things, in our closing segment here on Texans Radio? Right back to it here on Texans All Access. Okay, C.J. Stroud was on the Pat McAfee Show on Monday, and McAfee was in the building for the Natty, the College Football National Championship. Of course, C.J. was, too, a couple of days after knocking off the Colts in Indy to win a playoff berth and win the division a day later with the Titans' loss. Anyway, let's get to this as McAfee had several questions for Stroud. And among the answers, Stroud was asked, hey, how does it feel being in the NFL playoffs in his first year? Man, it feels amazing. Uh, like you said, it, it was tough missing those two weeks yep. uh, on concussion protocol and things like that. I really appreciate people reaching out to me, making sure I was fine. I think ultimately it was all uh, meant for the better of me, you know, um, and came back out against Tennessee. You had a good game here at home and then went on a road and got a hard-fought win against a great coach team. So um, this year has been a lot of ups and downs. It's been the longest year of my life yep. uh, from going all the way from August of 2022 to mid-January now. You know, it's, it's been a long year, man, but it's been a dream come true. I'm living out my dream as a child. I always, always just dream about playing in NFL games, big time night games, and I was my first one, so it was just really cool to kind of see the fruits of my labor, be able to, to come out um, in, a, in a big atmosphere against a great team, so it's been a great year, man. I've been blessed. Man, every time I hear C.J. Stroud, I get almost too fired up. Saturday, 3.30. Can't wait. Alright, here is Stroud on the McAfee Show talking about if the media's predictions of a bad year for the Texans gave him extra fire this season. 
I feel like any motivation is good motivation, you know? So I think it'll be a lie. People say they don't listen to the media or, like, of course, like, we don't necessarily care, but everybody hears it. Like, the day and age where we live in, social media, you have access to, like, everything, TV, your phone, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. I personally try to log out to everything, but people text me stuff and things. So you you hear about it, and you're like, man, like, I wonder why they think like that. Let me go let me go prove them wrong. Uh, but our mindset here, let's prove ourselves right. We knew what we had in this locker room, and we brought in a, a lot of vets that, that have been winning in other places and things like that. So we knew that we, we would have our opportunities to play in big-time games, and we've lot, we won, actually won a lot of tight-knit games, too. So those were the times where I leaned on my vets, and I was like, man, what do y'all think? Like, what do you think about this year? What can we do? They're like, man, we have a Super Bowl team. Like, we have a team that, that can shock shock everybody. And you're, you so don't know. Do that, yeah. Yeah. You have no idea. Exactly, because you don't really know what it takes because I, 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 it's my first year, you know? So That, that whole you don't know what you don't know thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's real. See, you have to love these answers. One more from C.J. Stroud on the Pat McAfee Show. What about his reaction to Stephen A. Smith saying the Texans have no shot in the playoffs? C.J., Titus mentioned you don't listen to what the media says, and I assume the team doesn't, but just so you know, you do know, right now the biggest threat to the Ravens is Joe Flacco and the Browns. So just so oh, you yeah, know. Oh, yeah, Stephen A. said you guys have oh, no chance. Yeah. No chance. No, I'm not a Browns uh, fan, but I'm just telling you. Oh, we have no media's. chance? Yeah, right, Stephen you, A. said a rookie yeah. quarterback <laughs> yeah. no way. is not going to do anything in the playoffs. That's not happening. All right. And the Ravens don't want to see, <laughs> see Joe Flacco. They don't. Right. C.J. Stroud on the Pat McAfee Show. Let's pivot here. Joe Flacco, the opposing quarterback on Saturday afternoon who said that the Texans defense he expects this version to be different than the one he faced on Christmas Eve in a Browns victory there's slight differences they have some different guys that are back or, or a little bit more banged up like I like we just talked about Amari maybe they'll maybe they'll do certain things with with them but I think um, I think this defense believes in what they do ultimately and they're going to do what they think they do well they're going to do that so there, there's always going to be little wrinkles, but it's our job to attack um, and prepare for what they do well and then adjust from, from there. Flacco is basically the same age as D'Amico Ryans. Could he imagine being a head coach at this moment? No, no. Uh, I've never had any aspirations of being a coach. I guess if I really, really thought hard about it, you could wrap your head around certain aspects of it. But, man, like just all that you have to deal with being a head coach and you know the way you have to be in front of the team every single day, I think more so just the scheme part of it. I think as a player, there's a certain part of it that you know. And as a quarterback, you're always simplifying things so that you can go out there and play fast. But to be on top of everything and to be able to teach every single position on an on an offense or defense and then like put it all together and build it, uh, it it's impressive. Uh, it's, it's really impressive. Uh, and I know he's played and I, I know he's been in it, but it, it's, it's different than teaching other people. So uh, it, it's, it's definitely pretty cool to see. You can see obviously that he's been motivated since he's been done playing or, and probably even at some point when he was playing to do something like this. So a lot of credit to him. See, Flacco is a smart guy and he's played in the league for a long time off and on, as it turns out now. And he knows the kind of work that goes into being a head coach. So did D'Amico. D'Amico saw it, observed it, wanted it. A lot of guys are like that, but a lot of guys are like Flacco, his comments. They know what it takes. They don't want to do it. And the getting up in front of the team every day thing, that appeals to me, right? I would love to be able to do public speaking in front of the team every day, although I can't scheme and coach an NFL team. But my buddy Andre Ware is the same thing. Another smart guy. He knows what it would take to coach, and that's why he's decided to not do it. Be a broadcaster instead. All right, a few programming notes here. Texans matchup is on the way. 
Wednesday's show features numerous things, including Shaq Olajuwon Mason. That's right. Texans guard visiting with Shelby Coppage. You'll hear it exclusive from Shaq. Also, Nick Casario on the show. Ian Eagle scheduled to be on the show. He's going to call the game for national radio. And we'll have a whole bunch of other stuff as well, including... Texans Extra Points on TV Friday night late after Nightline to get you fired up for this one. That'll be on ABC 13, like I said, and on YouTube. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's Texans All Access. Have a great day. Go Texans!